Dr. Derek Bubb, our new superintendent, and I just pulled him aside for a little bit to, to talk a little bit about the district and, and what's happening this year. So, Dr. Derek Bubb, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks so much for being here and uh, exciting day with all of our new teachers here and uh, Great energy in the room, so I'm excited. Okay. Where are we? What, what's happening right now? We are at our new teacher orientation here at West Ada School District. Um, all of our new teachers, from uh, brand new teachers to veterans that have come over from other districts, are here to uh, kind of learn the West Ada way, get to know um, how we do things here, and, and the people that they can contact for support and, and, uh, and help to help them navigate this year. How many new hires do oh we have gosh. this year? I don't have that number right here, but I will tell you um, <laughs> more than I have seen. I'm here every single year. I was here in different capacity last year, but um, this is more than I've ever seen in a room. So we're excited about this class. I had heard 223. I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that number, but that's I, what I That heard. sounds like a good estimate as I look throughout <laughs> the room. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very full yes, room over absolutely. there. We are past capacity. Um, so why what, why do you think that is the, there is so many new hires this year? What's what's different about this year? You know what I think, um, you know obviously, what we've been through, the challenges that we've been through in the last couple of years, um, have gotten people to I think reflect on their own, own lives, be able to say, hey, you know what, where am I at personally? Um, is, is this something that I that that I'm really wanting to go in and, and fight through again. So I think there's some people that were right on that edge of retirement. They were like, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. Um, and then I think there are some people that, that um, have said, hey, education is unbelievable. Um, how do I get over to West Ada School District? How do I get into West Ada School District? So we've had some opportunities. Obviously, opening up a brand new school with yeah. Hawaii High School um, increases those numbers as well. So there, I think there's a lot of variables to it. Um, but we're incredibly excited for this class. Okay. Um, can I ask a little bit about your background? Like, sure, so, absolutely. Uh, you're from California, is that correct? So or? Uh, I'm going to claim Arizona. I was born and raised in Arizona. Um, okay. uh, I went to Northern Arizona University, um, lived up in Seattle, Washington for a couple years, um, and uh, then moved out, met my wife in college at Northern Arizona. And she said, hey, if you really love me, you're going to move to California. So I moved to California. <laughs> took me about takes real 17. Right yeah, that, you, you're not kidding. <laughs> took me about 17 years to tell her there was a brighter place than California and so we came up here to Idaho and, and love it. We've were been, you in education? I was yeah so I was uh, I served in multiple roles I was started out as a math teacher uh, I was telling some people earlier that I uh, I was hired the day before school started uh, principal called me at home and said hey here's uh, books uh, can you start tomorrow morning um, and I was on a Sunday afternoon going okay how, how does this whole education thing work <laughs> um, and then uh, I feel so like regardless the your preparation that's yeah. kind of how how it is for every teacher is just sort of <laughs> I figured that out now you go, at the time the wolves, you, know? <laughs> you got it that's exactly right and so um, we uh, served some time as a, a math teacher. I love teaching math. Um, I, I didn't get out of teaching math because I didn't love it anymore. In fact, I would tell you if somebody told me tomorrow, hey, you know what, you, you've got to be a math teacher. You're a terrible superintendent. Uh, I would be honored to go back and be a math teacher. I, I really enjoyed my time as being a math teacher. Um, then uh, stepped into uh, head football coach role, um, became a uh, athletic director, assistant principal, served as a principal, and did some district office work as well. So, uh, so you've seen you've run the whole gamut of that <laughs> done a little bit of everything you got it yeah okay yeah and then came up here served as a assistant principal over at mountain view and principal over at centennial okay um what do you think is kind of like our biggest challenge for the district this year well i mean the, the hot topic right now obviously is covid we want to be able to keep kids in school five days that's our number one goal um 
there's always the challenge of, of uh, I think I think this year looking at the challenges of um, addressing individual learning loss and and our kids are going to be all over the place and and supporting teachers to give them the tools to be able to address that is going to be really important. Is there any data that's showing that the last year or two has been rough on kids education? Are we like below the mark, uh, uh, the normal mark? No, I mean, you see some. We're really going to concentrate. uh, I I think our lowest hanging fruit district-wide, and it has been, this isn't a COVID piece, but a district-wide, statewide, probably nationwide is is our math achievement scores. Um, We want to be able to get our math achievement scores up. truly believe in kids being able to read and write so that's not to walk away from some of our literacy goals but we need to get our math achievement scores up we need our kids to walk out of high school um, with math competency to be able to carry on to whatever that go on uh, looks like right if they you know there's very few careers out there where you're not going to use some type of problem solving skills and I think that's what math teaches us so concentrating on that is going to be a big piece looking at some of our transition years when kids go from eighth grade to ninth grade I think it uh, is, is challenging we see that in the data when kids go from fifth grade to sixth grade, I think is challenging. Is that in, is that due to, is that in regards to grades or is that in regards to like mental health or, or kind of? I'm going to go with all of the above. How's that? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I think we see it in the data when it comes to um, test scores and, and grades and things like that. Uh, there's just an adjustment period. And how do we support kids with that? And how do we make sure that, that they're being serviced appropriately, whether it is grades, whether it's mental health, whatever that might be. I think on the other side um, that we need to be able to do is find out where our kids' learning loss is and, and where they struggle. You know, every kid struggles a little bit different. I think the advantage for me being in a building, I, I got to see that firsthand. Um, I got to see where, where great kids struggled and, and kids that may not have always been the greatest kid may, may have been really successful. So how do we address these situations where every kid's a little bit individual? We can't look at a class. If we thought there is, um, there is academic differences within a class before, I think we're going to see it at an even larger level um, this, this coming year, and we're, going to, uh, and we're going to have to be able to address that. And, and providing teachers with the tools to be able to say, oh, okay, this group of kids missed this concept last year, um, whether that be because they were quarantined, whether that be because um, they didn't have any support at home, whether, you know, whatever that might be, we need to be able to address those situations. So are these addressed through like additional teacher training or how, how do we, yeah. how do you imagine that we would really focus on these and, and get things done differently than what's been done in the past. Yeah, I, I think the first piece is changing this mindset of assessment as a uh, as a grade and make that assessment really as an instructional tool, meaning when I give an assessment to kids, um, a, it's got to be a, a, a valid assessment. But when I give that assessment to kids, what am I doing with that? Am I giving a kid a, an assessment? Hey, you got a 30% on this grade. Let's move forward. Um, or am I giving an assessment and saying, okay, listen, this group of kids got a 30%. How do we address this individual group of kids? Um, and, and that's going to be a really critical piece for us as we move forward, um, getting getting uh, our teachers those tools to make effect, effective assessments. A lot of this stuff can be technology-wise. So that doesn't mean teachers, what I don't want is teachers staying up till two o'clock in the morning grading tests and going okay Derek said that we had to do this um I want to be able to offer assessments that makes it easy on teachers so we can say I know exactly where my kids are at you know and I think it goes back to if there's some good out of COVID I think some of the good is teachers have been forced we've all been forced to really get into the standards and say hey what is the what is the most important needs of our kids as they get through um this year whether I'm teaching math or whether I'm teaching English social studies or any of the electives how do I get into these specific areas and really dig into the standards? And I think we're going to really concentrate on that uh, this next year. In my own teaching, I feel like I've I got rid of a lot of the clutter 
due to the the hybrid teaching and stuff like that and really kind of focused more and 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 got more done on the the critical skills and the critical knowledge that uh you know that my classes are focused on and i think that's representative of us of us as a community and really as a nation right people COVID has forced us to look at what are the really really important things in our lives um, what are the non-negotiables what are things we have to have around us standards are no different right what are the things that i teach that are just like oh yeah that would really be really cool for our kids to know or what is this what are the things that we teach that we go this is what kids have to know i i, I need to know that they walk away with this information so I understand you've been fielding a lot of phone calls for the last <laughs> month or two, yeah? Um, it's been an what, exciting month and a half. <laughs> what, have you, what have you learned or what have you gleaned from all of this um, one-on-one contact with teachers and parents and that you kind know of what? thing? My goal is, um, with, with all of these contacts, is to gain a perspective. Um, I, what I don't want to do is say, hey, this is my perspective, and so I'm going to push that on everybody else. I want to gain a perspective of everybody. Um, everybody has their individual needs uh, when it comes to uh, what we're going through and the challenges that we face. Uh, I want to listen to them. Uh, I want to think about outside the box. How do we ad- address those needs? How do we address those concerns? Realizing we're not going to walk away with this with everybody saying that was the greatest plan ever. Uh, I don't plan to red run for uh, office. <laughs> um, I, I know that we're not. That some of the decisions we make may not be the most popular decisions, but number one, I think that everybody needs to focus on our number one goal is to get kids in school five days a week. Um, I don't want to go through uh, school shutdowns. I don't want to go through all of those things. So having some some good safety measures in place that we can really quickly react to, put them in place, and and make sure that uh, our kids are in safe environments regardless of what happens. As of now, what is the plan for helping mitigate spread in our schools? Yeah, so as of right now, we are going to be mask recommended. And I think there's a strong difference there with mask recommended to mask optional. Um, Yes, it's absolutely optional. We're gonna look at putting some things in place um, where we um, encourage kids to to wear masks. And I think that may be an even stronger statement more than recommended, but really encourage kids to to wear masks, uh, staff to wear masks. Um, there are some parameters that we're looking at. We don't know exactly what, what, what those levels are, but where schools will automatically have to, to wear masks for a short period of time. And, and we're just going to have to say, hey, listen, our duty, our community duty, our, our, our duty um, as an educational institution in this uh, community is to make sure that our kids are safe um, and um, that we're not promoting this uh, a spread of anything. You know, I mean, it could be strep throat. We have we have things uh, in place for that. So we need to make sure that, that our, our kids are able to stay in school. We're not going to ignore this. We're going to make sure our teachers feel safe in the classroom. Okay. Um, can I talk about the union for just a minute? Sure, um, absolutely. Do you have a, as having been a teacher and stuff like that in the past, were you a part of the union? Uh, is it even an option? It's not an option. California? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go back to my teaching days. I was a, yeah, yeah I was a member of, uh, of, of a union uh, because it, it, it wasn't an option. It was, uh, you signed up to be a teacher. Part of your contract was you're, you're part of the union. Um, I, I believe in relationships with all people. I believe in, uh, uh, in having those positive conversations. Um, I don't call when I, you know, when I, I've had contact with a lot of teachers um, over the last couple of weeks. I don't ask them. Uh, my first question is, are you an active member of the WAEA? Um, I, I want to hear voice from everybody. Um, and uh, But I've had great, great rapport with Sam. He's done a, a tremendous job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and with all of our union leadership. So I'm excited about that. How, how do you envision like the union and the district working together or what, what kind of a relationship would you like to see with the, with the union? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited uh, about, about that relationship because I think, uh, you know, part of the, the, the duty of, of my duty is making sure I have a pulse on um, where the association sits, make sure I have a pulse on where, where our other teachers sit and, and making decisions based on that. And um, so I, I think being able to address those situations um, that come up, um, you know, everything in this business, I will tell you, I, I truly believe comes down to relationships and having a strong relationship with the association is, is critically important. Okay. Um, one last question for you. Uh, Idaho is 51st for student spending, um, you know, and uh, I know that West Ada has made do with what we've got and, and done a, a fairly good job with uh -huh. that and everything. Is, is, that, is that something that is of a concern for the district at all or something that you're working to change in any way or? Yeah, or? Um, always a concern. I, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think the message that we need to get out, um, that, uh, that we really need our, our uh, patrons to know, um, our teachers to know, um, is we do a tremendous job for what we get out of, with the money that we get. And I'll, I'll give you an example of that. I had a, a, a team member run some data for me of schools across the, uh, across the Northwest United States and, and including California. Um, and we were able to compare our smarter balance scores, which we know as ISAT, California calls it uh, uh, their CASP. I mean, everybody calls it something a little bit different, but it's the smarter balance test. It's, it's the same test across. I compared ourselves to a school district down in Southern California um, that, and they, uh, their per pupil spending is about sixteen dollars to $17,000. We are at about $7,000. So over double that, and our kids are achieving higher uh, on that smarter balance test. I'm not going to sit here and say smarter balance test is the end of everything and that, that tells us how kids are doing, but that tells you you're getting Nordstrom value here. You're getting Nordstrom merchandise in West Ada School District for Walmart prices. And that's not an insult to, to Walmart or Nordstrom's, but I, I really feel like you're getting uh, top, top value. And I, we need our community to know that. We need our community to understand that what we're getting here is unbelievable. We do a tremendous job with the finances that we're given. Um, I think our teachers are, are well supported. Um, we have the resources that we need for a district to be able to say, hey, we're going to go one-to-one -one in literally hours without, with the funding that we have. Is, is really, really difficult, but we may do with those challenges, and, and uh, we overcame a lot of things to be able to do that. One of the challenges that I know, I mean, I talking to one of the custodians in my building the other day, we have three full-time custodians mm -hmm. at Rocky Mountain High School, you know, and um, I know that there was a, a recent pay bump, and I'm sure people are, are very excited about that, but what what is the district, I, I mean, we're from my understanding, we are incredibly short on all of the ESP or the classified employee positions. Is, yeah. there, is there a plan in place to try to increase those numbers or keep the people that we do have? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I think the pay bump does this. The, the pay bump tells our classified staff that they're a vital part of, of where we're at. And I need that message to get out to our classified staff. They are a critical piece of what we do, um, and they do incredible work at every one of our schools. Um, we have had a few job fairs over the summer to try to uh, hire people. I mean, the bottom line is this isn't a West Ada issue. Um, 
I don't even know if it's a Boise issue. Uh, I, I would argue that it's probably a nationwide issue uh, in many areas. Um, we just have worker shortages. I was at a restaurant the other day and waitress looked at me and said, hey, I'm so sorry, your service is gonna be a little bit slow today. I'm waiting 19 tables. As a person that waited tables when I was in college, I'm gonna tell you, six tables is a lot, 19 tables is unmanageable. And so um, we're not the only ones in these shoes. Um, we're gonna manage it. We're gonna work with our, our staff. Um, to, to give them the support they need. Um, anything that our teachers can do to help our custodians out, you know, we, we've talked about that. Um, our our uh, sanitization processes are still gonna be in place, so that's gonna be an extra piece on them. Um, but love and understanding when maybe the trash doesn't get taken out on a day um, it is greatly appreciated. Uh, we, need, we need our classified staff to, to be there to support us, um, and we're doing everything we can to get as much help as we can. For sure. Um, any piece of advice to the, your incoming new teachers? Anything that you would uh, tell them that will help them on the hard days yeah. or anything like that? You yeah, know? don't forget. You know, I, I just kind of spoke about that a little bit earlier. Uh, don't forget today. I, I think that so quickly we forget about the, the, the wonderful thing that we get to do, and that's impact kids' lives every single day. Um, we just can't forget about that. And it's easy to get lost in the, in the whitewater and lost in the noise of, of everything else going on. But uh, we need to remember that we get to impact kids' lives every single day and, and what an amazing opportunity it is. We don't make widgets for a living. We make kids for a living. Um, and, and that's something that not only we should be proud of today, but we can look back on our life and say, hey, I made an impact. Regardless of, of how close you are to kids, and that goes for our custodians, staff that goes for uh, our district office staff it doesn't mean they have to be uh, right next to kids but being able to support teachers and making sure that learning goes on every single day is uh, is something that not everybody has an opportunity to do and, and we need to remember that okay. dr. Buck, Derek Bub thank you so much for talking with me today and uh, good luck this year and the coming years thanks so much Zach. appreciate you